I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast, where I pick the podcast and I shut my cake off. And today we are joined by an extra special guest. Their name is Abigail. They run another supernatural podcast, also called Driver Picks the Podcast. So clearly they have excellent taste. Um, Abigail, did you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Abigail. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for agreeing to put up with us for another hour. Um, <laughs> Brave um, move on your behalf. <laughs> I, I agree. I fully agree. <laughs> Thank you for being on my show um, a few weeks ago now. Okay, oh, uh, probably a month ago. So like month two so, months. Two months ago. Maybe. <laughs> I think it was like eight episodes ago. We're recording these simultaneously and it's yeah. throwing me off. Look, it's uh, it's the miracle, the magical world of uh, audio editing and yeah. scheduling. <laughs> Especially when, you know, we're on opposite sides of the world, so. Yeah, yeah. which, yeah, <laughs> makes it all, all that more interesting to organize. <laughs> so obviously, because you haven't been on our podcast before, I've got a couple of questions for you so that people can sort of get to know you a little bit better, see like some of your opinions and like, I would recommend absolutely that you all go and listen to Abigail's podcast, but like give them a little bit of an idea of like where you stand on some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. So the first question was, how long have you been a fan of Supernatural? Probably close to a decade. No, it's it's a solid decade, I think, at this point. I watched it originally. I had a friend who was into it and I started watching and I watched like binge the first, I think first five seasons were out, maybe six seasons at that point. And then I have watched everything kind of as it's came out usually I watched at the end of seasons and then I rage quit the show at the end of season nine <laughs> and then came back after the events of November 5th 2020 um, as so many did yeah <laughs> and then like caught myself up we watched like 10 through 15 like again pretty quickly in the span of a couple of months and here we are gay awesome. love confessions can pierce through the veil of apathy <laughs> <laughs> they really can or through the veil of my rage over character choices they were making in season nine <laughs> they've they've, yeah. they've redeemed themselves since sort of yeah well look they redeemed themselves and then immediately retconned it so yeah. like debatable <laughs> so debatable but you know we're now we're in it again and i can't seem to escape this super hell of <laughs> supernatural <laughs> the real yeah. question though is it super gay hell or just normal super hell look i think we've all been sent to super super mega turbo whatever hell like we're all stuck there <laughs> We're all stuck there. It's very gay, but we're very stuck. <laughs> the next question I had was, do you have a favorite character? Not necessarily main trio, but just like in general, or like, do you have one from the main trio and also like more of a side character, like just favorite characters in oh, general? For example, my favorite characters are Missouri and Meg. <laughs> Good choices, especially for where you are at. Very valid. I'll do a main three and a other one as well. My main three one is Dean. It's kind of just always been it's the he's the character I, I every time I say this I'm like I feel like I have to give a million caveats when you know you really relate to a character and then you're like but also right. you know I get it I'm normal. me too I'm also like the person who like I love Dean because I relate too hard yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it's I know this sounds like a red flag but I swear I, yeah. I swear I'm well adjusted um, I've worked through my trauma I'm not yeah. repressing it um, but yeah it's like if he ever went to therapy like yeah, exactly exactly and probably my other my favorite like side character is really hard to choose because you know different eras of the show but I'm gonna I go with, pick a couple if you want yeah I'm gonna go with Charlie we don't believe in rules here Charlie is gay. an excellent pick yeah because she's gay she's a nerd she's fantastic she is such a good 
addition to the show that like highlights the strengths of some of the later seasons mm-hmm. and I loved that and then one that I just like I feel I'm like weirdly attached to despite the fact that he's not in a whole lot is Garth I'm like very attached to Garth <laughs> I love Garth so fucking much like, I think the first time I saw Garth in like the first time it was the first appearance I saw him and I was like tiny tiny child tiny weird <laughs> hunter dude I like you. I want you. I'm going to gonna adopt you. Gonna adopt You're friend shaped. <laughs> You're friend shaped. Exactly. And I just, that's just held through. Oh, I feel like there was one other one I was going to say. Oh, and like a very later seasons one is Eileen. Eileen is another thing. Yeah. Because Eileen is top tier. She is just criminally underrepresented in the show. Like, it's way too little screen time, but mm-hmm. just added so much and added so much richness to some of the arcs of the last season like she just absolutely she 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 helps close off some arcs that needed it and I love that trying to like not say anything specific yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> like how can I say this so that fans will know what I'm talking about but also Jamie I'm Hopefully really surprised it. that you didn't say blurry why <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yes top favorite favorite my favorite character is blurry mm-hmm. wife that's my yeah <laughs> goes Dean blurry wife Cass Sam that's my that's the order right I love that. That's perfect. Um, okay, so I've got here a question. It's kind of like it's kind of like a two in one. So I had like, what does supernatural mean for you or to you? But also as like a caveat of that or like a side point, why did you decide to start a podcast about supernatural in the year of our Lord 2021? Because <laughs> I know why I decided it, but why did you? <laughs> yeah, okay. And they're gonna very much relate to each other, these two answers. Supernatural, I think when I first watched it, I think I I related to certain characters just a ton and like some of their family experiences and family dynamics. Like I have, I'm an oldest sibling with a lot of protectiveness over my younger siblings, you know, they're just, and, and then the concepts of like free will and the family don't end in blood, like this idea of you choose your family and you choose the choices you like you get to you get to choose the choices you make which sounds yeah. when I said it I was like oh oh that you have control over what you do you have and control. so you can choose what your path is yes even I, within the confines of situations yeah and I've always like loved that in the show and I think it's always meant a ton to me and then like as it's gone on like so that like I started kind of there especially with the sibling stuff and then as it's gone on the queer coding of characters the like exploration of those themes has meant a lot to me and then like even in terms like on the very personal note of like me exploring my own gender identity and journey has you know again I'm like I hate I hate that it's kind of supernatural (laughs) I hate that (laughs) because it's deeply embarrassing but it's provided an avenue for kind of exploring that like when I realized that I had these attachments to a lot of characters that were male but queer coded male or male but had some female coding and just that was a helpful like framework for me to start kind of figuring out who I was in the last couple of years and so it's kind of means all of those things and it's just like been with me for a really long time as a show (laughs) so it, it feels like it's it was really pivotal to my life and to my friendships, I had a lot of friends in the fandom who uh, who I became friends with because of the fandom in like really formative years of like my late teens. 
Anyway, you can keep some of that yeah. or all of that or cut parts of it. I don't <laughs> No, I think it was I think that was really lovely. Like I think that from what I have seen and experienced in fandom, your experience is definitely like universal across like a large majority of the fandom, including like me as well. Like especially when it comes to like the queer coding and stuff and like when it comes to the concept of choosing your own family, I think yeah. those are I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or if it was just a discussion we had in general. We talked too much. But basically it's this idea that when Supernatural was like pitched and marketed, they were trying to put it towards like straight white cis men at about (laughs) like the mid twenties. But the themes and the like characters and the stories that they told and created super resonate with like queer women and like (laughs) because it's like you know and people of like various like minority groups because it like talks about like that feeling of being othered and ostracized and having to make your own family and you know all of these themes that are so important to those groups that they absolutely were not trying to cater towards and I think that you can see that as the seasons go on like the influence that the fandom has had oh yeah on the directions (laughs) oh yeah and the meta-ness of like the show when it goes meta which like Jamie you haven't really had a whole lot of these episodes yet but like when you do like there's so many of them that are like the the meta of the show like starts out a little bit more mocking of the fan base and then develops into like a like oh we recognize this fan base is actually really thoughtfully taking this material it's very interesting and then and then we get season 15 and things happen but it all goes out the window Um, the season that shall not be named (laughs) i uh i'm really looking forward actually to talking with jamie and like also listening to uh your podcast on these topics but like becky versus charlie Yes. I think there's like a very clear yes. distinction between the two sort of eras of like the way the show represented and thought of its fan base. And in terms of two episodes as well, like whatever episode it is where they go to the fan convention. I was, I was thinking they, you were going to bring that and, up. And fan fiction. Fan fiction. Those two contrasting episodes. Yes. Again, as and like perspectives on how do you think about the people that watch your show? Yeah, exactly. And I think you're going to find those interesting as we go along. Jamie's sitting here with this face on her like, I don't know what's happening. I'm just here for the ride. (laughs) You're just here to make fun of Supernatural. Exactly. So without further ado, we may as well get into the meat of the episode. So today we are going to be talking about the 17th episode of the second season. Oh, fuck, I opened the wrong note. You did. We're going to be talking. I was like, that's professional. but I'm going to go with it. Today we're going to be talking about episode 18 of season two of Supernatural titled Hollywood Babylon. Jamie and Abigail, what did you think? My first note is so meta. (laughs) My first note, (laughs) which is really funny. In comparison to my note, which was the dude who's in the movie with Tara, I think the main lady's name is. He's either a really good actor or a really bad actor. (laughs) He's either a really good actor playing a really bad actor or he's just straight up a really bad actor and it's just you can't tell what they're going choices there. I can't tell what they're going. I couldn't tell if they were going for like, yes, clearly they're going for like the fake movie in this show. This episode is a bad, is a B move, like a B horror movie. But I couldn't tell if that actor specifically maybe he just got a memo that nobody else got. It was so bad so bad yeah. see um by contrast my first note was why are women not allowed to dress appropriately for the weather she must be freezing so I'm glad <laughs> that we true. all went three very different directions <laughs> yeah. uh... um I, I really do though I love the concept for this episode and I think one of the things Supernatural does really well sort of 
almost across the board is their like meta episodes. I think they're very fun and they're very clever a lot of the time. And I do really love just, it's almost like breaking the fourth wall, but it's not quite. Like, it's like they break the 3.5 wall, you know? Like they kind of, they're like towing the line as much as they can. They don't break the wall, they open the window. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and poke their head out and then poke their head back in and then poke their head out again. And they're like, yeah. maybe do like a little wave and then yeah. they walk away and close the curtains. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I wrote a note where the quote where, where I think it's Dean that says, it's practically Canadian. Note after that is, okay, cool it with the meta. Like, <laughs> we're just too on the nose right now. Oh, it was like, so yeah. funny. Like, I, I put a note about that as well because <laughs> I was. <laughs> like didn't they film this in Canada yes, yeah and, yes in Vancouver yeah. yes in- yeah um and I was <laughs> and I thought like specifically like for an episode like recording with you I was like oh yeah like absolutely we're gonna I end know, up talking so about that actually there were so many good references throughout this episode like I love when they're on the tour of the uh <laughs> sets and I love like obviously first of all Dean is such a fucking nerd and I love it I love that he's always so excited about like the nerdiest shit it's so cute he loves terrible horror like I know like he like recognizes the fucking background actor like oh you were like it's like knowing oh you were stormtrooper number three like no one knows that level of knowledge (laughs) that we have about background supernatural characters exactly speak for yourselves (laughs) I am not part of this (laughs) sorry But yeah, I love like Dean's like, hey, like let's finish the tour. But during- also, y'all can't talk. You forgot who Aldous Hodge was in Supernatural. <laughs> oh, no. Um. So yeah, no, I love this uh, line where they're going through the tour, and the lady <laughs> over the PA is like, "Oh, this is the set of Gilmore Girls. If we're lucky, we might even catch one of the show's stars." And like, it camera shows- pans it shows like Jared, Jared and, like, and his face just kind of like oh <laughs> I wonder I wonder what Jared thought of that line being in there like I just genuinely yeah. wonder yeah I just genuinely wonder about that line I, uh, like when he read that when they sat down and they did their table read like what did he say right was that a laugh was that a like oh that's yeah. funny or was that a like groan like a dig yeah Come on. well it's almost like in the French mistake where they have uh days of our lives <laughs> yeah which is actually way way more of a dig at Jensen like, yeah absolutely yeah um but I do love yeah I love that whole scene I love how excited Dean is I love how over it Sam is he's like whatever like what are we doing here he's like we are here on a case we are doing like Sam is just like we are here on a case we are doing a case we are doing a case but then Dean bringing up like the poltergeist reference and talking about like oh you know on the set of poltergeist and Sam's like what are you talking about and he's like dude you don't know your cultural heritage like what are you (laughs) and it's so funny because but part of that is like it could be a reference to like within the context of the show like Sam not knowing about this paranormal activity that actually happened but it's almost like a meta comment on the audience of the show like if you don't understand this reference as a viewer of supernatural you don't understand the culture of horror (laughs) which is it's so supernatural to be like a little bit snooty about like it's horror genre thing while also being terrible b-level horror itself Mm -hmm. like we have discussed this at length but supernatural (laughs) just takes itself so seriously like as an entity as a show it's like we are a serious man show about horror you must be scared it is a scary show about horror and it's like okay (laughs) 
But did you consider everything about the show that you have made does not say serious horror show? It's so funny. It's like they're marketing it one way and then it's like that's how they get you. And then, like, you actually watch the show and you're like, oh, this is not what I was advertised. But it's a totally like, different show. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it's a totally different show. Yeah. It's like, I love looking at, if you're ever bored and looking for a laugh one day, I would highly recommend, like, just Google imaging the, like, season, like, one to three or, like, maybe one to four promo shoots for Supernatural. They are hilarious. They're so bad. It's like, it literally looks like, you know that meme that's like, xyz looks like they're about to drop the hottest like record of like 2009 it's literally like that it's like one of them's always crouching the other's always in the back with their arms folded it's it's very like x-files-esque but like make it 2006 (laughs) yeah (laughs) they had the mid-season preview that they did and i think to 11 or something and it's like soon it's not even like coming soon they just go soon and then it's like this entire like and i'm like it's a montage it's like a montage of all people shooting each other and like car chases and it's like every action-packed scene in the next like three or four episodes just smooshed into one like soon it tells you literally nothing about no nothing nothing interesting there's no hook there it's just like what it's just like what you know is going to happen in the show which is like a bunch of fighting monsters yeah basically (laughs) one other thing that's like really fun about this episode and like a meta context is like bearing in mind this is another one of those things where like I read about <laughs> it years ago and like please correct me if I'm wrong but I do remember seeing it somewhere which is that all of the notes that they get given on the set within the episode are notes that Supernatural the show was actually given so stuff like it needs to be brighter like why does horror have to be dark oh, that, no, that's it's one me. of the notes they made up I literally wrote Jamie yeah <laughs> A little bright, the quote is a little brighter, more colored. Just because it's horror doesn't mean it needs to be dark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, I think it's so funny that like, that is a note that the show actually received and they're kind of making it fun of it in the episode. But then Jamie is someone who's never watched the show. It's like her biggest pet peeve with it is it's like, it's too dark and there's no colors. What did you, you think about this episode, look, I'm Jamie? not mad that there's no color. I'm mad that it's so dark that you can't see what's actually happening on the screen. It's like- <laughs> I do want to be able to watch this television show and not just listen to it while watching the black screen. Yeah. (laughs) Though sometimes the special effects, I don't want more lighting on them. (laughs) Like they're bad enough in the dark. I think, sorry, did we talk over you asking a question? Oh no, I was just going to ask what what Jamie thought of the lighting in this episode. (laughs) Not that noteworthy. So it's pretty part of the course. It wasn't like brighter than the average episode, but it also wasn't darker. So like at this point, like, I feel like people are getting sick of me just being like, and another thing, it was too dark. <laughs> they, there are some moments with the lighting, specifically when they're using flashlights where I'm like, that is an odd choice to light it that way. But at the end of the day, like I could see the episode, which was like a bonus. Like that's not always something that necessarily happens. Right. That's so I'm excited bar, when but... I can see it. Yeah. But it's they, like but sometimes they... they tunnel under the bar, <laughs> but like... You know, if they just step over it, I'm like, I'm fine. It, it's 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 one of those things that I didn't 
I wasn't, I don't think I just, because I've seen the show for so many years, didn't really mm-hmm. notice until I started listening to your podcast and <laughs> hearing you talk about it. And then I couldn't unnotice it. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, it's mostly really funny. Cause now I like, I'll notice it and I'll be like, oh, that's lit really strangely. Or, oh, I can't see that very well. <laughs> While we're talking about meta, I do want to talk about the background knowledge that I have. Cause Bethany has told me many times. Dean is constantly eating in this episode and all I could think about was how Jensen has said that he like he really regrets eating the mini dog in the <laughs> scene with the wake because now every time he's on screen and there's food they make him eat it and like oh like Icarus flew too close to the sun and now he's here. 20 27 year old Jensen made one choice and it haunted <laughs> him for 15 yeah. years like it's already coming back to bite him yeah <laughs> which is just yeah I forgot about that I do love though like on like the note of Dean always eating food when it's mm-hmm. available I think yeah. that is like actually a very important character thing and I'm pretty sure you brought it up in our bugs episode yeah, maybe when they go to the free barbecue yeah because you mentioned like Sam's like oh you just want to go because of the free food and Jamie made the great point which is like obviously you yeah. go for the free food because you guys have no money and you would have grown up grown up in a food insecure home well like, something wicked when something wicked we know that like Exactly. Literally giving food to Sam instead of eating it himself. Yeah, and we get later context about what their food rations were like and like things Dean had to do to like get food in later seasons. Um, I think season nine specifically. Big yikes. Big yikes. Big yikes. Big yikes. You know, <laughs> and and also like things that Jensen has said yeah. at cons as to like what he thinks Dean would have resorted to. Big yikes, definitely. So I think that it's actually like. I know, you know it might have been a, it's played off as a joke but like if you think about it for more than like 30 seconds it's actually quite a interesting character trait mm-hmm. and it's interesting that it's Dean and not Sam yes Sam does not and have it's a Dean team. and not like it's not both of them either it's just Dean it's just it's Dean. not yeah which oh I've never actually really thought about this which but like actually does really build into the law though that they established in something wicked of Dean will feed Sam before Dean feeds himself. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I think it's just also interesting because like we've gotten it a bit so far, but just this like Sam is always like nagging on Dean to eat healthier and Sam will always like go for the salad or like things like that. And and that's like Mm -hmm. more and more as the show goes on. But like that is also kind of connected to this because like Dean will eat just whatever and like also will eat generally like the most filling, like heaviest carb full like the thing that you think is going to keep you full the longest whereas Sam doesn't have the same sense of food insecurity in the same way so he doesn't feel the need to like buy the cheapest but like most filling thing yeah he's not like carb loading every day because he doesn't know where his next meal is going to come from like yeah and also it's interesting because like of the foods that like stereotypically we know Dean prefers so like pie and like burgers right those are things that are that's diner food Mm-hmm. like that's like for them that would have probably been like a treat like John like because yeah. I'm gonna say that John probably wasn't splashing cash on their dinners it's when he spent their exactly that's when he spent their college funds on ammo I oh. don't think he was taking them to the diner every night for dinner I think that was like a hey like maybe I got some extra cash hustling pool or like maybe Bobby took them for a birthday like I feel like that's probably more of the emotional connection. Whereas for Sam, Dean, like we said, would have been like sliding him stuff under the table kind of thing. Yeah. Which makes sense as to why like Dean loves to go to diners. Like, yeah. 
kind of food place of choice that would like mm-hmm. totally track with that it's so like and it's funny because like you're right it is just like a random choice that Jensen made one day but like it makes so much sense it's like accidents don't happen accidentally no. like Dean Winchester took hold of the vessel and <laughs> honestly you know we have a lot of evidence yeah. to support yeah. the fact that the, 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 the line between things that Jensen decided to do and traits that Dean developed are kind of like it's a moving blown. target yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like Dean and his free food is definitely, definitely something worth thinking about, I think. And also in terms of Dean, like in talking about his emotions, how quickly he finds himself completely ingrained in the culture of the set. And the fact that they do have craft services, which means that he does have food security. Mm-hmm. And also he has tasks and they are simple tasks and he can do them and he gets Praised. praised for doing them and it's like and he gets connection whole... for doing them he yeah to like connect with a key community yeah yeah we see like when he's looking through the dailies with sam to see if they can spot anything funny he's like oh yeah i got it from this uh, i got it from cindy because she's having a thing with dave and dave was able to get a copy from wherever and like he knows what what's happening on set yeah, and like he's two formed... days yeah and he's like he's formed all of these connections and he's you know, he's wearing the little tool bell and he's got his, he wears the Hell Hazers t-shirt and like, he's got his little like Bluetooth, like walkie talkie headset and it breaks my heart. I'm like, look at this little bean. He just wants recognition for his hard work. And like through the episode, like they say like, wow, you're one hell of a PA. And he's like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> He just wants you know. to be a part of a team. I saw a, t- a post that was talking about this episode once and they were like, Dean just wants to be a part of a team. He's just very happy yeah. when he can be part of a team, which like is also really interesting in this season because this season is like the first season where they're starting to like develop a sense of like community with other hunters. And this is just like another ex- instance of Dean being like safety, security, people. <laughs> Yeah, like, just like love, latch like, onto it like a monkey and like not let go. <laughs> exactly, like he's PA number seven. Like you know, <laughs> that's that's his role, and it's it's very sweet, especially like considering through the episode, like when they talk to the guy who played. It's it's confusing to explain out loud, but when they talk to the actor who played the set cleaner who pretended to die. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> which just like know, is a very confusing storyline that I forgot. Yeah. Was but somehow it makes perfect sense when you're watching it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they meet him and Dean's like, oh, you were like uh, extra number four in this film and you were like dead guy number three in this one. Like he's paid attention to like everyone in that movie. Like it's not just the main actress and actor. It's not just the director. It's like, oh, I know about AD grip number four. Like it's it's just so like he cares so much about the things that he loves. And I think this episode just really highlights how invested he is, but also what a fucking nerd he is. <laughs> oh, such a, he makes that fun of Sam for being a nerd a lot in the first couple of seasons. And he's a way bigger nerd than Sam is, honestly. Projecting to the max. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Also, I had a note about how he's like, it's just, you know, I, I like to see, anyway, he points out Matt Damon very excitedly or like <laughs> points out that he thinks he sees Matt Damon. And I'm like, crushing a little bit maybe yeah crush there just a little gay a little just yeah a little. Just, it's just a it's, little gay that that's the person because he gets way more excited about that than the girl that he meets later yeah you're <laughs> right and it's like, this whole thing with the girl but he doesn't flirt with her nearly as much as he like goes all like ooh about matt damon 
yeah and it's also like I can't remember what episode it is but it's they're talking about rom-coms or something and Dean's like oh that's a Swayze movie like Swayze always gets a pass and it's like you're like Swayze it's the best why is that (laughs) care to to elaborate on that point (laughs) what specific aspects of Swayze mean (laughs) that he gets a pass yeah (laughs) okay let's talk about the movie within the movie and specifically the trailer that they show us and the rewrites about the ghost having super hearing. <laughs> Hellhazers 2, The Reckoning Again, I think is what it's called. The, the meta nature of them, like, telling them to do the rewrites and, like, the way that inter- all of the different, like, the director and the executive producer and the head up, the higher-ups all, like, interact about this movie. I, I too, want to know how the ghosts hear the chanting in hell. <laughs> I do needed that well, explanation. Jamie, they have super hearing. We just were you not paying attention? <laughs> this podcast like just... brought to you by the writers of Hellhazers to the reckoning again. It's copyright. You can't now if you have ghosts that hear things because they have <laughs> super hearing trademark. Oh god, no, I do, I do definitely love the interactions that we get between sort of everyone on set I guess because we've got like uh the director who's I think Mick G is that you know and who I think I think that is a reference to Supernatural Mick G I think it is Uh, I I can't it is yeah um look if you guys don't know I don't and I feel like I've seen it in the like credits like at the start of the episode oh yeah 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 no yeah I can like see it in my mind's eye you know I'm like and um, he's like talking on the phone at one point to like Bob, who I assume would be like Bob Singer. Bob and, like, Singer, because they really, and, really like to throw Bob Singer's name into anything. Like whenever they, they can. get a chance, they really do. A lot. So it supernatural happens. is Bob Singer's self-insert pick. <laughs> I know, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I just like like some of the lines about the show within the sh- about the movie within the show. Like, there's a line that goes like, "Oh, what a terrible script!" And then there's like all this mocking of executive. There's like yeah. there's the line of like, "You put your heart and soul into everything, and they crap all over it, and they want you to smile." And I just like, you know, when you think about supernatural <laughs> in the world, <laughs> you think about huh? how everything played out. Like, you think I think the writer might be projecting. I I literally wrote down the same quote and I just put next to it is that some fucking foreshadowing like <laughs> I was like we should have known we should have seen this coming from season two yeah. they were telling us the kind of show they were making they were telling us how free will really works in the supernatural universe and I think it is so interesting like just god there is so much to to delve into like the oh god what's the word I'm looking for the um implications of the guy who wrote the script and it was like so detailed and it had like all of the correct information and he like literally had poured his heart and soul into it and then he had to watch the powers that are at the pull it apart and tell him it was crap and tell him it didn't make sense and like rip it to shreds and then like put it together into this mismatch of crap of this <laughs> you terrible know? And- movie yeah, and basically be like, you should be grateful that we even let you on the set. It, it it does feel a little bit like a commentary on maybe what it is like to work in that industry. And certainly some of the stories that have come out of Supernatural in particular in terms of what's been cut and, you know, how various people felt about certain scenes and certain episodes and, and certain decisions. <laughs> I think it's very interesting, especially in season two. <laughs> 
oh no you're okay but yeah I think that and also I love that everyone on set is so fake like every time that one guy is like talking he's like yes I love you you're like taking names and kicking ass and he's like fucking hate that guy like and then he uses the exact same line on the next guy he speaks to on the phone he's like yeah I love you you're taking names and kicking ass then he hangs up he's like what a dick like (laughs) it's just funny because like they they like shit on the like writer director producers executives so much but the episode also has like a, a decent amount of like respect and like love for all of the like lower down people like the grips and the like yeah which I like but also this episode still had a director a producer and a writer like it still had all of those things so like these people are making this like episode yeah and it's sort of like this is their profession yeah and they're like oh let's kind of shit all over it that's fine I I love that they made that choice it's yeah hilarious I do also love like you know you make the point that there's like a lot of like love and attention given to like uh set decks and stuff and like yeah you're right but there's also the line where <laughs> Sam Dean's like what's a PA and Sam's like I don't know I think they're kind of like slaves <laughs> yeah they're like that which was just you know and like from what I've heard of the industry that's not a like bad description really like you know I've never worked in it obviously but I've heard some horror stories and obviously at the moment there is a a lot going on in the industry in terms of like workers rights and unions and things as there should be mm-hmm. you know and so that's a uh, definitely an interesting choice in description I was also just thinking about how crowded it must have been and how confusing it must have been to film this episode have all of the actual like equipment and crew to then film <laughs> all of the fake equipment and crew and not mix them they've up. got like a What's warehouse, in the shot? warehouse. The shot? <laughs> can we have this camera in frame like is it allowed I mean, you've got to imagine, though, that because of the way they were filming it and, like, it's meant to be a movie set, if they did happen to get an actual camera person on yeah. screen or whatever because they're in the wrong position, it wouldn't it matter. It's fine. It's they just look like a background extra. It did actually. I was When I was watching the episode, I did wonder if maybe the uh, extras that they had in as, like, the actual set, like, designers and, like, people working with whatever, I did wonder. I was like, did they just use the, like, actual actual crew yeah I wanted that as well you you could have and like that way you wouldn't have to worry about training people to like make sure you carry this equipment in this specific way because they would like no they don't have any lines or anything they just have to walk through the shot and they just have to do their normal job like they just have to yeah exactly to do their normal job but not actually do it yeah exactly and I guess like I mean look we're talking about (laughs) we love the joke that uh they couldn't afford a proper lighting uh this way they're they're just cutting costs <laughs> like these people are already in the building you know <laughs> just are. let them do their job while you're recording it's fine <laughs> oh dear did you guys have any points that you wanted to bring up next anything related or anything that you want to bring up just in general there's a reference to Enochian I mean because Enoch like they talk about Enochian which this is the first yeah. time it's I think it's been like explicitly given a name given a name yeah I don't think do you know anything about the meaning of the word Enochian it's a language spoken by supernatural creatures that's the extent of your knowledge I think it might be angels but I'm not sure okay Okay. well we won't delve into it too far then because you clearly don't know too much about it but like yeah like it is cool that it's the first sort of instance of yeah I thought it was not for a while I didn't expect it yeah remember it it being here neither did I yeah it's one of those things I was like oh that's an interesting choice that you've brought that up. Well, to be fair, though, as a first-time viewer, I didn't really pick it up. Like, well, whether yeah, I just wasn't 
paying attention at that moment or not. Like it's just like a subtle little reference and they may not have been intending to go really anywhere else with That's it. That's true. I guess like we recognize it because we know it from elsewhere. Yeah. And it's and because it like, obviously like, becomes a part of later seasons. Mm. Yeah. It's not like it's a made up, it's not like it's something that they've made up specifically for the show. It's something that exists in like from general lore, which they do yeah. a lot without kind of connecting the dots. Yeah. <laughs> just like and let's just like take it reach into our grab bag of lore and be like let's just shake it up a bit and pick one out yeah i also love there were some other notes that they got during the episode where it was like there's no pacing there's no love interest 90 percent of this is exposition and it's talking about the script that he got initially and it did make me laugh because i was sitting there like that's like so many of Jamie's complaints, like not about the love interest, but like yeah. the pacing, the exposition, oh, yeah. like, and they're right. Like they really don't have like a love interest. And I guess like you don't need one, but it is uncommon not to have one in like modern media. Like it's relatively Don't look at me. Uncommon. I never complain for a love interest. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think like, obviously, yeah, we, you don't need a love interest in any story really to make it compelling or like relatable. Like it's not essential but it is something that's like sort of viewed as essential in a lot of media. And I think it is like, especially when you're talking about queer coding and supernatural, I think like there is a solid argument as to why there are more male male ships in fandom than there are any other category. And Mm -hmm. it's because you just have more male characters interact with each other and form deep emotional bonds. And then of course the media doesn't explore that because oh, we couldn't possibly do that. you know and and so then obviously the fans see these interactions and they take it upon themselves be like well if they won't do it fuck it I will yeah I'll see Um, it when it's I'll see it when there's clues that it could be there if you're not gonna explicitly write it exactly they share a deep emotional bond that's more profound than anything else (laughs) I knew that's where you were going (laughs) I I just appreciate the I Jamie, I just appreciate the range of quotes and references and things that you are able to just sort of pull up at like very appropriate times without (laughs) knowing the entire context. Yeah, like I know vague things about that sentence, that that phrase of words in relation to, but like I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She has this great innocence about her where she'll say something that's like hilarious, but she doesn't know why. And (laughs) Like, sometimes she'll send me, like, oh, would this be a good tweet? And I'm like, yes, that's so funny. But you don't really understand why. (laughs) And you didn't mean for it to be funny. It just is. (laughs) It is. (laughs) But, yeah, so, like, just. Well, um, but. Sorry. sorry. No, just, like, the the fact that the show takes, like, does has so few female characters, like. Yeah. And never really attempts to do the love interest thing, like at this point like yeah. it hasn't attempted to do the love interest thing in any sort of serious way it's um, yeah, outside of a single episode anyway yeah exactly and it's unfortunate that like the only time we see female characters generally is in that context because I think I'd be a lot more like I also don't really care about there being a romantic plot I'm like oh, yeah it doesn't really matter but I like do care about there actually being women with yeah. more than like one episode arcs and that part's frustrating because I'm like like, we just want female characters. Either. We don't want female characters that are going to be shoved into romantic relationships with men, despite the fact that it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. I just like want 
them to be able to be like, yeah, it's like almost like they were like, well, we don't want to set either of these characters up with a serious romantic relationship. So we just won't include any women. And I was like, that yeah. th- was the wrong yeah. wrong conclusion to draw from. We don't want romantic relationships. Like, Yeah, exactly. It's like, they were like, hmm, two plus two equals seven. Perfect. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, no, actually, <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because in the episode before this, in Heart, we talked about how the female character in that episode, Madison, who I don't, I, I don't know how recently you've seen this episode, but we talked a lot about how she was like a love interest for Sam, but she as a character didn't really have a lot of substance. Like everything sort of happened to and around her. Yeah. And then and by the end of the episode, she was dead. It's not really you know? about her. Like no, she's not no. in the episode to tell her own story. She's in the episode to do something for Sam's story. Yeah, she's she literally gets fridged for man pain. Mm-hmm. Really, like I don't think we use that term in no, the in didn't. the episode, no. but like she exists to be a romantic interest, and then for Sam to have to sort of ceremoniously kill her. It's like, so cringy on so many levels, and also like doesn't ring very. I don't know. Just doesn't ring like a thing that a real. There's also this unexplicable moment in the episode where she just like dumps her underwear on the table and starts folding it in front of Sam. No. Like no context. No, she just no, she's she like just takes her laundry and just... Yeah. But the worst thing is not just like normal laundry. Like there's no shirts, there's no socks, there's no glasses, there's no pants. It's just underwear. It's like 30 pairs of G-strings. The one, that's not how laundry works. <laughs> thank you uh, laundry works I've never had like not a and two no it's just, yeah it's unfathomable as an action like yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, again but again any- like you're like did any did any um I mean maybe maybe a female writer vetted the scene but I, or did, did any person with a like did any person with a, a reasonable knowledge? any person with any experience being female <laughs> did, did they look at this scene did they look at this scene and go does this feel like a scene that, or did they just go our audience is all male they won't notice or care which yeah. is yeah. big yikes big yikes <laughs> <laughs> the theme um, of, of both this episode and the episode you are on with me big yikes yeah. and I think that this segues really nicely into a returning point for our podcast which is men are stupid and horny in this episode we have the executive who like just <laughs> randomly Follows, this random woman appears in front of him, drops her robe, and then seductively walks away. And he's like, great, I'm going to get some. And it's not like, sh- I'm concerned about, like, this woman's mental health because, like, yeah. this doesn't make any sense and no one does this. Also, she's in full body paint, like, black and white. Like, she's not she's not just out here looking like a normal woman or anything. <laughs> she does not yeah, look, exactly. like, alive, honestly. No. Which, okay, what gets me about that is, did she die in, like, full stage makeup or did she just lose color after she died like why is she in black and white i've not seen another ghost in this entire show be black and white it's That's so a really good point the ghosts in the show we talked about this in one of our like early episodes too about like the way that spirits work is so wildly inconsistent what you can do yeah. with them how corporeal they are do they have color do they not do they are they like super like old and wizened or are they like just exactly like they were as human yeah. like it's just like they're they were just like stabbing in the dark and we're like this episode it's convenient if she's in stage makeup by the way they find her in like a background shot of one of the dailies and he's like sam sam's looking at this picture and he goes oh, i know exactly who that is which like mind you the picture is like 
three white blotches. <laughs> like I don't know how he picked any face from that. It's like literally like it's like the forehead blotch and the two cheeks. Like that's all you can see. And he's like, I know exactly who that is. And he, he goes in, he's like, oh, it's this actress who died in like the 40s. It's like, how do you know, Sam? Are you, he's just so invested in 40s cinema. Yeah, because like he'd seen the picture before because he'd obviously looked at the deaths related to the soundstage where they were filming the movie. But like, no joke, this picture is like three blobs and the three blobs, like it's a vague figure and then three blobs for the face. And they like zoom in, like that's (laughs) going to make it clearer. It's you're like, this is not clearer. This is not definitive proof. This is like a hypothesis. Did you ID the ghost from three blobs? Like, that's like oh, how we ID victims a lot in these early seasons is they ID them very like they're just kind of like we figured it out. Yeah. I mean they did sort of the same thing with the um like the guy who fake dies who's not actually dead. Yeah. And Dean's just like, oh yeah, I know that he was an extra in this movie where he died. It's like he looked at one photo and like <laughs> mind you, like all the characters that Dean lists out for him are like murder victim number four. Yeah. <laughs> so like presumably he'd be in pretty heavy like special effects makeup in these yeah, films like how did he id this actor from like one relatively normal photo to like very true yeah it's very a very convenient for plot reasons but yeah look plot 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 convenience 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 you're watching supernatural <laughs> um <laughs> yeah no i think um it's definitely it's definitely an interesting an interesting thought as to like the way that ghosts are presented in Supernatural. And you're right, it is so inconsistent. And like, even in the way, I think think so too. But even like Jamie and I have talked a few times about like the way they show the ghost dissipating, like if they put the, like if they burn the bones or whatever. Mm -hmm. And actually, I'd be really interested to hear your take. When we talked about Roadkill, which is episode 16, which is... Also when we talked about the one with the fake angel. Oh, yes, oh, and in absolutely. Houses of the Holy. I, I love that you knew exactly <laughs> what that was. I love that um, episode. I couldn't remember the title, and I didn't feel like I going back and finding it. We so. haven't recorded it yet, and I can't wait. In both of those episodes, both the preacher, the preacher, and I can't remember the woman's name from Roadkill, but both of these spirits directly caused the deaths of other people, right? But when they are put to rest, those two characters, like the imagery, which like they go into this white glowy light, sort of suggests that they go to heaven. Whereas like all the other sort of ghosts we've seen accepting the woman in white, because that was just like a whole other thing, sort of suggests that they go to hell. And I was interested, like your take on that. Oh, I haven't like thought about this. That's super interesting. Yeah, because they depend, like they do different things depending on the ghost. And some of them imply they're going to hell, but like, yeah, and Houses of the Holy, and they both, like, sort of dissipate into, like, white. silver or doesn't, white light. Doesn't Mary's spirit in home go into flames? Yeah. So, like, that is, it's, like, I feel like it might be one of those things that's just, like, they didn't think about it because <laughs> I like want to make a meaning out of it that makes sense but all of the meanings are like or or I mean or you take the like really long con approach and you think about it in like the context of the whole show and you go like this is just the fact that like the afterlife is I don't know we haven't got we don't know much about the afterlife at this point 
Yeah, it's hard. Work. Like because the afterlife is what it is. I have points that I would be interested yeah. to ask you about in relation, but I can't with Jamie. Yes, present. that's and, that's, and, like, <laughs> and also I'm like, probably editing this episode, so I can't even like walk out the room for you to discuss it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, so like that's certainly like just on the topic of like ghosts and the inconsistencies. Yeah. Like that's something that like we noticed going back through. It's like, oh, that's a massive like yeah, yeah. question it's, mark. Yeah, it just doesn't there's no it, there's no nothing about it that makes like a logical sense based on anything they've told us mm. and they haven't told us much about what happens to spirits like it's all been kind of vague about like what happens when they put them to rest because even like and you know, Kill really elaborates on that point as well I haven't seen Roadkill yeah. in a while so that's mm. like I'm gonna I'm gonna be paying attention now when I watch yeah. Roadkill <laughs> I will so come back to you. Hit us up and let us know what you think. <laughs> I will. I will definitely do that because I'm now like very curious about it. Yeah. I want to have a, I want to have a theory that makes sense in the show. Oh, I would love to have a single theory about this show that made coherent sense, but unfortunately, <laughs> I have a theory about that any makes part sense. of the show. Yeah. Coherent theory. I have my theories. They make sense in my own brain. That's fine. <laughs> the secret good supernatural that lives in all of our heads. The Sarah Gamble long call. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of the spirits, I do love the quote we get from Sam where he says that maybe they're trying to shut the do- the movie down because they think it sucks. Sam just being like, maybe it just sucks. Yeah, maybe they're just like, please don't put this on screens anywhere. No one needs to be subjected to this. They were resting peacefully and then they heard the chanting in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like absolute cynicism and like just like disappointment in horror movies. Just like he's just so not amused by it and it's very funny to watch him in this whole episode be like kind of grumpy about the fact that they have this case on a horror movie set and dean's just loving life as pa dean oh yeah he's just like here there everywhere eating the craft services he really is like and i think it's one of those things about his character where he really does just and we're about to see uh actually the next episode we record false imprisoned blues we're about to see yeah i'm very excited to watch this one we're about to see another example of dean being able to sort of like fit himself we were talking uh, on your episode that we just recorded with you about projecting your personality dependent on the situation and i think that which oh he absolutely does and uh, you guys actually speak a lot about it in reference to how often he makes jokes or pop culture references in front of John versus in any other context yeah and like it's a really interesting once you start thinking about it you notice it and he doesn't he so, doesn't make pop culture references around John no he like, really like shelters that he becomes um, like not he loses like most of his personality around John he re- yeah he really does and so it's really interesting especially having these two episodes back to back so Hollywood Bab- Babylon followed by False and Prison Blues having two very different scenarios but he applies the same tactic and immerses himself in the same way to the same effect but they're completely different circumstances and Jamie is looking so confused someone, <laughs> someone I saw on Twitter someone I saw this tweet and I think I either a tweet or it was something on Tumblr but someone basically pointed out they were like Dean is great at like playing a role but shit at lying so like if you get him to play mm-hmm. a role if he's if he's got to like fit into a scenario he will he will like just smoothly do it. It'll work. But if you ask yeah. him like about something very specific, he crumbles like a house of cards. He can't like do it. Cannot do yeah. it. And or and cannot hide his emotions or feelings or like what he actually wants. And it's yeah. very funny because it's that whole it's like, like he can perform, but he can't fake it. 
Yeah, it's like Jamie's made the point a lot, which I don't know if you want to bring it up. I'm sure you know what I'm about to say. Um, that Dean Winchester is kind of shit at talking to people. That Dean Winchester is <laughs> kind of shit at talking to people. Like, unless you know, he's performing. Unless he's performing, exactly. Yeah, actually, thinking back to it, like, the times where he's got the most information out of people are episodes, like, in Nightmare, where he goes to the wake and pretends to be, like, a funeral director or yeah. even in like going back to like a controversial episode bugs <laughs> he gets a lot of information out when he's pretending to be a potential home buyer yeah he gets a lot of something i wonder too if this is like going back to i'm not finding but going back to like their childhood of like dean has not spent time in like normal social circles so yeah. the only like thing he has to draw on in terms of like like he may have been shit at talking to the only thing he has to draw on is like watching tv tv and movies he, so he's just like so the fact that he like pulls half of his stuff from like a lot of the time it works and then sometimes mm. it really doesn't because he misreads the situation and mm-hmm. thinks yeah. that there, and he like tries to go with like a tv route some kind of person might also be why when he's asked directly about like what he's doing somewhere and he doesn't have something to like draw in his head he has no idea what to say and that's when it starts to like all go downhill for him really quick yeah he becomes and really unbelievable like well like when they're at the when they're trying to in in um everybody loves a clown when they're trying yes. to get the job in the, 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 circus. the circus. job of the yeah. circus we talked about this in our episode on that about how like dean just like misreads the situation and like has yeah and then just like tanks super yeah. has no idea what to say says all the wrong things because he doesn't have a script and Sam is a lot better in those actual real social situations because he's actually spent time in a normal functioning mm-hmm. human society. Yeah. Phantom Travel is also really similar in terms oh, yeah. of like, yeah, he's trying to have the conversation with the air hostess and act like a normal human being. And it just like, she sees, she sees through his initial line. It just slowly goes downhill from there. Yeah. He can't and recoup because he doesn't have yeah. any actual social skills to recoup with. And I'm really glad that you brought up uh, that Sam does have that sort of ability because he went and he was like at Stanford for a few years and he was away from hunting and he had that opportunity to actually form like other social bonds outside his immediate family because it I really- I feel like this is the best time to insert a fuck John Winchester. <laughs> yes, we haven't said it yet this episode. No. Um, yeah, I've, so I've met absolutely. our lawyer. <laughs> um, Minimum requirement, at least once per episode. <laughs> put that in the quarterly figures <laughs> but like four, three four hundred fuck john winchester's at least at bare minimum oh, yeah. by the end of the show cut together every time i say fuck them <laughs> like a super cut. how long of a video do you can you get out of this could we make a full supernatural length episode that's just jamie saying fuck john winchester but yeah no i think it's really interesting because sam and they actually like specifically call this out like a few times like dean will say something along the lines of oh, my brother would just like flashy his puppy dog eyes and you'd believe him. It's this case where Sam is really good in situations that require that like connection, that immediate connection. Mm -hmm. Whereas Dean is often shown connecting to like young children in contrast with Sam connecting to maybe like the adults, like Dead in the Water is a great example. Yeah, like with kids, he's fine because Mm. 
kids don't have social rules the same like they do but they have different it's not doesn't function the same kids are still developing that so they don't pick up on him being and also he had a fairly normal development up until the age of what six four four but also it's a matter of like i think this comes back to dean being like a parent figure as well because dean knows how to relate to kids because he already had to he doesn't know how to relate to people his own age because he never was given the opportunity like he had very slim opportunities he has no to, friends you know yeah and like he has very few romantic well. partners like yeah and um this is something that's come up a, a fair bit in our episodes as well and I'm sure in yours too is the difference between and they kind of flip-flop on this a little bit but the difference between Dean and Sam and whether or not they tell someone the truth about what is happening Sam is always like well it doesn't matter what these people like we'll just do it like we'll just tell them the truth and Dean's like you can't just fucking tell people the truth they'll think you're insane and like now like with context of like route 666 we know that Dean has this context of well I told Cassie the truth and she thought I was insane and that ruined that relationship whereas Sam never ever told Jess the truth yeah and you know and she died so it's this you know they're in good reasons yeah 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 reasons for why they do or don't tell the truth that are like logically consistent but they're contradictory yeah and then the people that they do choose to tell the reasons that they usually do are based on necessity yeah necessity and so so interesting anyway coming back to the episode (laughs) (laughs) this episode not another episode yeah i feel like we've talked about the other episodes of this season more than we've talked about this episode But did you guys have any uh, other points that you wanted to bring up? Anything you thought was interesting or funny or weird or... The last line is funny where it's just, God, I love this town. <laughs> like, right yeah. as, they're, as they're like walking away with the like... Into the, the sunset? Into the, the sunset <laughs> backdrop. It's not even an actual sunset. It's like the sunset backdrop that's moving. Which is why it's so funny because it's like you get that line, you get the sunset backdrop. For a second, you think it's a real sunset and then you get the pan out. <laughs> the reveal, the camera yeah. Equipment and it's that's the end I just like thought it was a good ending to the episode like to sum up the episode I just want to quickly put a shout out to them running into the set slamming the door closed only to turn around and realize there is no back wall to the building that they are trying to hide in (laughs) that (laughs) that was I just as soon as they run in there I'm like why are you closing the door guys the whole the whole back wall is just open and it's The moment that they realize it's just, it's so funny. Like, you know, they've clearly just like gotten so caught up in like the adrenaline of the situation um, and they just completely forget where they are or what they're doing. But it's also like almost another instance of them kind of breaking the fourth wall because you know that in the actual show, when they are locked in a room, air quotes, essential, they're not, there's cameras there. There's a whole wall that's missing, you know, and we as the audience just generally pretend that that's not the case. Yeah. And then we get that moment where it's actually not the case. Did you have any more notes, Jamie? Did you have a PSA? I do have a PSA. Oh, this is exciting. I can ask both of you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Bethany guesses every week. So and I never get it right. So good luck. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I. <laughs> Ooh. So, Abigail, what do you think my PSA is for this week? Hmm. I need a second here. It's all right. I always take a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Okay. This is probably not going to be what yours is, but if you are, if you are in the position where you are creating a, a TV show or a movie, maybe don't fake, maybe don't stage a fake death to, for publicity stunt. Maybe don't do that. 
maybe consider that might be traumatizing for all of your audience and all of your casting crew. A very valid point and close to what my PSA is this week, but not quite, <laughs> not, not quite on the okay. money. Do you have a Beth? Do, 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 do I have a Beth? Yeah, do you have well. a Beth? <laughs> Um, okay, so my thoughts on what your PSA might be basically boils down to um, hire an HR manager because there is some shit going down on that set that would would really traumatize anyone working in HR. Okay, so you are both correct in some aspects and completely wrong in others. My PSA for this week is to support the strike. We need better working conditions on film and TV sets. And so we need to support the people who are making our content for media because it is not safe for them to be working like 15 hour days, getting four hours of sleep and then expected to work another 14 hour day. Your favorite show or movie is not worth it. It's not worth risking people's lives for content. Let's give them decent working conditions. That seems like pretty reasonable ask. Yeah. I mean, I hope. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very reasonable. Very timely. Yes. Yes. No, I think your PSA kind of stands alone. I don't think we have to elaborate too much on that. I think that, uh, yeah you're right unfortunately like particularly the film industry seems to be one of those ones where it's just sort of notoriously bad for safety standards given the conditions they have people work in yeah okay that was really depressing let's move on I want to talk about the special effects with the phone when they're like filming the ghosts okay yeah we're really like 180 on that all right yes (laughs) why did they film it like that is my question um film it like what like elaborate for me a little bit what exactly was your problem <laughs> there's the bad effects <laughs> to start with okay there's the vague shaky cam and it's just like why did they choose to make the ghost invisible then see again with the inconsistency in the ghost yeah. law you're like I, you like know those, some they lore. were visible a minute ago yeah why are they invisible now because it's convenient for plot jamie <laughs> it makes the plot make sense <laughs> the makes sense the they were still visible as well you can run screaming from a ghost you can't yeah. the only difference is they don't have to pull out the phone yeah oh. I don't it doesn't I don't have a good reason I don't have a good explanation for it other than no yeah no I don't have a good explanation for it at all it, neither do I this is one of the things unfortunately watching with Jamie she makes these really great points and then it's like typically my job to defend the show yeah, and sometimes yeah, I I'm like, I can't. I yeah. <laughs> it's funny hearing which things you're able to be like, okay, but there's a reason for this. And then which things you're just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, it's a choice they made. It wasn't a good one. Did you guys have any other points? I'm pretty much done. I, I think I am as well. I mean, there is the casual se- sexism at the very beginning of the episode when the director's like dealing with the lead actress and he's like, mm. I think he calls it like peaches or something. Oh, it's, yeah. And he like, touches her chin and I'm like I was like you don't maybe that's yeah. like not a thing as as a boss that you should do to your employees like yeah or just like in general just like don't touch people without their consent like just as a blanket you know yeah, like um, maybe maybe don't again with the uh, hiring the HR manager <laughs> yeah they really should have used one for mm-hmm. all of the many things that they could get in a lot of legal trouble for in this episode oh, yeah and also yeah. just like how did Dean and Sam get onto the, the because normally film and movie sound stages are pretty secure. Especially oh, one like, in like Hollywood. Like Yeah, did they know, just like hop the fence like they didn't fucking Phantom Travel? They got off the tour bus. Because like, like I don't know. We have film we have filming all over the place here because I'm because I like live where I live. We get filming all the time. And those are not like 
they're semi-secure, but like sometimes I can see how you might be able to like get away with it short term. But this is like a dedicated This is like a dedicated sound stage. So like yeah. this is not just like they're filming in the community. Like if they were filming in the community, in a community, mm. then that like makes Different. sense. But this yeah. a sound stage yeah. like and like okay, maybe the first day it's because they hopped off the tour bus and they wandered into the set. But like they were there for multiple back. days. <laughs> also, how like, did they not get caught out? Because they like, don't have an HR person to be like, you need to do the paperwork <laughs> to like get paid. They're not. They don't have someone to be like. I don't think I've. You've signed your contract. I need to make sure I get yeah. the banking information. <laughs> no one checking on that. Oh, oh dear, that's funny. But like, yeah, like. I don't know, just little things that bug me in terms of like, you know, the consistency and like the lo- internal logic right. of the universe. Yeah, like it doesn't have to make sense in our world, but it has to make sense within its own world. And it doesn't even yeah, do that. At bare minimum, it needs to make sense within the world that they've designed. <laughs> you have absolute power over the world you've designed. At least make it make sense. Okay. And then they don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's too high of a bar for Yeah. <laughs> It's Again, they're tunneling under. It's on the <laughs> ground, but they're tunneling under. While we're talking about the final scene of the movie that they show being shot with, like, the phone camera where they've yeah. decided to use, like, the whole the only visible on the thing and like again there's all that exposition dialogue that's just like oh, maybe, like, they vibrate at a frequency that our eyes can't see. Yeah. The scene earlier in it where they're like, why would ghosts be scared of salt? <laughs> yeah. Drived and just it made me laugh but I was like this is so dumb yeah oh absolutely so, so, so like <laughs> like I know I pick out a lot of logical flaws and some like pretty nitpicky you didn't give me information about this thing but like there's the difference between being like I want this piece of media to have a consistent like logical basis mm-hmm. and this has plot holes so big I could take a bath of them. you know like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. We're going back to the swimming pool analogy now, but it's like Supernatural is a TV show and it's like all about knee height, except for sometimes it randomly drops to about 10 metres deep. And when you go swimming, you wade through the waters and you'd never know what you're going to get, whether it's going to be ankle depth, knee depth, or you're going to drown. Yeah. yeah, you never know. You never know. And even within a single episode, it can do mm. all the things. You can be like, this is genius. Supernatural has the range. <laughs> has the it has the range which you know i guess is a compliment maybe, maybe. sometimes <laughs> Depends on how you interpret it yeah <laughs> but um, it's like they are literally picking like the most arbitrary things to be like oh we need like direct exposition about this <laughs> we were fine that we, we didn't need that we didn't need that <laughs> So that just about does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening so far. We hope you really enjoyed. If you wanted to get in touch with us anymore, you can always find Jamie over on Twitter at DriverPixPod. I reckon she would love to hear your theories on how other than just having super hearing, um, ghosts and demons hear when they're being summoned uh, from hell. I think that's a very important theory that needs development. Look, I looked at their script and I reject the theory that it's super hearing that means they can hear the chanting in hell like (laughs) it's too simple it's just too far there's surely some sort of system in place so they can hear the chanting if you want to find Abigail you can find them over at DPTP show and send them like your favorite fourth wall breaks whether they're in supernatural or other media just like your favorite fourth wall breaks of all time I'm sure supernatural has a bunch of them they're meta or something I don't know I haven't seen it yet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and if you want to find Beth, you, 
You can find her at Driver Picks the Podcast on Tumblr. And I think she would love to hear about your guilty pleasure, good, bad movies, the movies that are so <laughs> bad that they kind of come full circle around to being good, or at least are good to you. I would love that. Oh, yes, I forgot. Oh, my goodness. Jamie's just reminded me. Jamie, and Abigail, yeah. actually, how would you rate this episode out of five? Ooh, Ooh. I really enjoyed this episode. I'm giving it four out of five stars. Ooh. Whoa. It was lots of fun. I really, I really did enjoy it. Like, no joke, Dean was just so happy the entire time. I was, it's like, rare. having so much fun. <laughs> I was like, yes, you go, you be useful, you help people. <laughs> Like the plot line was really fun. There were some kind of dodgy special effects, but ultimately like pretty solid. Well-rounded, well-rounded. Yeah. I, think, I think I'm going to give it a little lower, but not that much lower. I'll give it like 3.5. Like I think mm. it's not like one of the ones that I go back to mm. as a like really solid episode, but thoroughly enjoyable. And I enjoyed it more than I had remembered. Awesome. Okay. Did I forget anything else? Mm, yes. <laughs> Prediction. You did. Prediction. Prediction. Oh my God. I am terrible at this job. I mean, we've been going for a lot of hours. So it's <laughs> your brain is like, I don't remember. Okay. So the next episode is called Folsom Prison Blues, episode 19 of season two. Jamie, do you have any thoughts, theories, predictions, fears, hopes, dreams? Well, as always, head empty, no thoughts. <laughs> but I'm going to assume there's going to be something to do with a prison like is that really you really yeah you think that? I know like, I'm, like I'm really venturing out there with my predictions <laughs> I'm getting really creative this week Folsom Prison it sounds like the title of a song so I don't know if that has anything to do with the actual episode I'm going to assume at least part of it will take place in a prison but then again they did just have the usual suspects which takes place like when Dean and that are arrested so maybe I guess you'll have to wait and see Oh, maybe we'll have um, the FBI agent return. And that's Henriksen. Henriksen, yeah. Do love Henriksen. Because yes. he's been gone for a couple of episodes. You haven't seen mm. him since Night Shift. Yeah, they haven't picked up that plot that yet. No. Yeah. Good yeah, timing. Well, I, yeah, I guess you have to wait and see. Otherwise, Abigail, did you want to let people know, other than your Twitter handle that Jamie gave before, where they can find you and yes. your wonderful podcast? If you want to find uh, Driver Picks the Podcast, my version of it um it's- oh it's like a taylor swift's new recordings like <laughs> abigail's version <laughs> yeah you can find um there'll be a link tree i think in the episode description and yeah. i'm pretty active on twitter and also on tiktok so come and chat and hang out and we have a fun time Awesome. Okay, so like I said before, thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully we have you back again next week. That's all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Every fucking time. <laughs>